Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Ricky. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, good evening. How are you? I'm alright. I'm doing well. Um, another Tuesday night recording. A belated birthday, a belated happy birthday to you from yesterday, Ricky. Since you made sure that everyone knew that it was mine, it was yours on Monday night. Well, I mean, the people deserve to know. We are the people, so we have to know. No, 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 we're not. No, we are not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? And we're also welcoming to the show Master Moneybone. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. On, I guess we also mentioned it was my birthday two days ago, so it's been <laughs> busy weekend. Basically, there are so many birthdays in January that basically there is a lot of Easter shagging going on back in the day. Uh, fucking ridiculous. And clearly, I carried on the tradition of our parents because my two sons' birthdays are in January. There must be an aphrodisiac in Easter egg chocolate. There must be... So, we have Murray Bone on tonight for a specific reason. Um, some of you will know that he is from the Scotland area, and he's specifically from the Ayrshire area. So, with the, in case you haven't heard by now, a certain Drew McIntyre, aka Drew Galloway, is the 2020 Royal Rumble winner. And wanted to get Murray on tonight because Murray grew up in the same the same area as Drew He's followed him since all his indie dates back a few years ago. So this is a, a personal journey for Drew as well as Murray. So Murray, the floor is yours. I'm sure you've got a lot to say. And Wait, sorry. Are we going in reverse order here? Eh, uh, aye. Why not? What the fuck? Why wouldn't you just build up to this moment? Well, what do you want me to do? You can hear Murray's like champing at the bit here. Uh, go ahead, Murray. Right, so it was so the rumble. Of course, it happened on my birthday, and the fact I was at. I'm sure you guys both know the walkabout in Glasgow. Yes. Yep. yep. So I was there live watching it till fucking about four o'clock in the morning, 
have you have you sorry have you had is it confirmed that clip the BT Sports showed on her Twitter was that from Walkabout it must have been surely it, 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 I'm assuming this is the one with the giant with, that I had the giant screen on if yeah. so yes that was right. the Walkabout which is funny because if you can see if you see the guy in like the cut off white tee I was actually yes. talking to him for a lot of the event because right. so I was after you see him you see a guy walking about butt, running about butt naked so I assume that was you <laughs> I don't remember that, but to be fair, there was a lot of drinks in me, so honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I probably would have kept the Keeping It Strong style t-shirt on for, you know, show purposes. Shout out to Keeping It Strong style. But yeah, the fact, seeing Drew McIntyre win the Rumble, it's a moment I'm probably never going to forget, and it's like, I was always a bit of a part-time WWE fan recently, but this quite possibly has turned me into a full-on WWE fan again. It's that, like, a big moment for me. And there's other things that happened in this Rumble that also was um, emotional, but we'll get on to that. But yeah, as I've said, lived in the same area as Drew. Never, don't know him, of course, in person, but you know, it's... It's exactly like how Vicky and Cliver with Joe Coffee, Coffee, that's how my feelings are for Drew McIntyre. You know, seeing him being the chosen one that Officially. I think hmm? Or yeah, back in the day, right? Okay. Yeah, back in the day, being the chosen one, his IC title run, then his decline, basically, in that, ending up being part of Freeman band, oh, God, and then you know, Godly, and then managed to come back, and you know was great on NXT. And while he hasn't done much this, like most of, like apart from his feud with like Roman, twenty nineteen, he hasn't really done much, but. Just the way they booked him in this, like, I'm sure we'll get on to the, how the Rumble's booked, but the way they booked him, they've made a star, in my view, like a proper main event star out of him with that Rumble performance. Did you, was there any point during the Rumble where you were not happy with what was going on? Or did it just not matter because from Drew onwards you were happy? I won't like no, Okay, so when. So, yeah, basically, when, I, when we were at the walkabout, basically, when Drew eliminated Lesnar, everyone went mental. Mm-hmm. Like, as expected, because, right. you know. Sorry. Start it. Go from the start, like, because having spoken to Clive, like, privately texting, I know how he feels about the Rumble. So, what were you. What were your. What were your thoughts from. The very start of the rumble up until when Brock was eliminated. <sighs> to be fair, it was I have uh, always I felt like it went on way too long. Like in my view, going because well, by the time Drew eliminated him, we were what halfway through the rumble in terms of entrance. Like Just about McIntyre was what was he thirteen? He was sixteen. Sixteen, right? Yeah, so yep, sixteen. I feel that was a bit too far too long. Like 
I would have been fine if it was like the first third, so from like entries one to ten. But after that, it just went on, and it seems to be when any baby faces around Drew, they lose about half their fucking IQ points. <laughs> IQ points, because like. So we had the so what Lesnar was first, Elias was second, and I did actually enjoy Elias. You know, you know, like Lesnar basically chasing Elias. That was hilarious. It was hilarious. Though to be fair, Lesnar hitting Elias with the guitar not only with the string side, that must be painful. (laughs) That must have been good. Yeah, then you had, like, you know, Rowan chucked out, Robert Rudd chucked out, then you had John Morrison, who lasted nine seconds, which I feel that was one of the f- big, big fuck-ups, in my opinion. You, I think you should have switched Miz and Morrison's spots around. Right. Because who really cares about the Miz at this point? This point, but, like, Morrison lasting nine seconds, not the Kofi spot. What what could be said about that? The man's been the man got screwed out of his title, and he's just he's he's back in the tag scene. What much else? I did then, and I did actually enjoy the uh, Shelton Benjamin part with you know the history him and Brock have because that was a. Because that I, remember, I, thought, I thought it was great. It was great. It was very much enjoyable. Uh, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed MVP coming out because I, because he was. I've, I remember watching him when I was like what eight nine. He was another one I sort of enjoyed. Enjoyed and I loved the uh, Black Panther outfit he had. I like. I did enjoy how when Keith Lee came out, he sort of like Lesnar did sort of like put him, like kind of put him over in a way, like you know. Lesnar's behaviour when Keith Lee was walking down the ring, where he was when he was imitating like you're a that's a big boy and he had these these sort of facial expressions. That alone showed Lesnar there was a bit of vulnerability there, and he was like right. Oh, okay, this isn't some quote unquote vanilla magic I can start tossing about. This is this is a legit guy that's coming down here. Um, yeah, and, 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 and Lesnar, like I said, Lesnar selling. Like, I think he's a well, I think he's the best selling the company. Um, so yeah, so on you go, continue. Yeah, and I also remember him dancing to MVP's theme that did get a good laugh out of me. Yep. Me, then Strowman and Lee, I know they had, I think they had prior history with what happened in Survivor Series. I'm not fully sure mm-hmm. I didn't. So then they got eliminated. And then, of course, McIntyre comes out as well as Ricochet. Ricochet low blows him and then Drew Claymore's him out. And the pub just went fucking mental. <laughs> mental. The stadium went mental. The stadium exactly. fucking erupted. That as soon as that happened, I was happy. But then I thought, he's done that. I just thought that was his spot. That- Sorry, I had some sky pictures there. I didn't really catch that. I was what? just saying, sorry, that, um, that I thought 
once Drew eliminated Brock. Um, Brock was going to come back into the ring and toss Drew out. So that was that was what I was thinking at that point. Ah, uh, right, right, okay. Yeah, I, f- I thought that as well. Like it was either going to do that straight away and or come in out later during the match, but that thankfully never came to be. Then you had, like, you know, AJ came out, Dolph Ziggler came out, Carlson out. And then at number 21, Edge came back from retirement. And again, like I said, Pub exploded at that. And I'm pretty sure when you guys, well, I hope you guys got didn't get spoiled by it, but I'm assuming you might have. No, I didn't actually, but uh, we'll, we'll keep the edge talk for a wee bit later, if that's all right with you both. Yep. Then, after that, we had... I guess the other, one of the other spot I was not happy with was Riddle's entry. Like, lasting 41 seconds, I think he lasted, and then getting chucked up by Corbin. I have to admit, did. I did, that did amuse me. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just... Like, in my view, it would have been much more better if he had been one of the guys to come out when Brock was in the ring, because, though, though I would be worried, would Riddle actually have done a shit on Lesnar? I feel like he would have. That's the thing. (laughs) He probably would have misbehaved, and Riddle would have just been destroyed in that run as well. So either way, Riddle coming in wouldn't have worked. I guess yeah and then trying to think anything else I can think the Seth Rollins bit but you know where he everyone he brought out basically everyone Aiken was our Buddy Murphy that was a nice bit of heel spot and then him trying to once Dale left and he tried to you know convince Roman Roman and then Roman just says basically fuck you and Superman punches him <laughs> yeah, but I, like, I had a thought when I when I saw that Roman and Seth thing, but I'll I'll let Clive give his thoughts about the Rumble and then I'll break down what I liked and didn't like about it. Just now, I mean, when Murray's finished, I suppose if, if Murray's got anything else to add on, then right. by all means. You finish what you're going to say, Murray, and then I'll come in with my stuff. Right, so the, yeah, finish off. I enjoyed the idea of the last four being, you know, McIntyre, Edge, Orton, and and Roman, Edge, Orton, Drew. Yeah, Drew. I said <laughs> I just said Drew twice, but that's all that matters. But yeah, that was a nice, good spot. Like the idea of Orton teasing. Edge with the RKO, and then Edge is like, no, screw you, throws him over, which probably comes into effect with what happened on Raw, but get on to that. And then, oh, when it came down to Roman and Drew, I was... I I honestly thought I was going to end the night fuming that Roman eliminates Drew. The big then, dog. What was that? The big dog. Must, the big dog, the big yeah. dog must rain. And then 
Drew and then Drew claymores him. I get excited. He throws him over the top rope. And for a split second, I thought Roman was going to hold on. He hits the floor. And as you, oh, everyone's probably seen from that, from the clip, clip, the whole place just went mental. <laughs> mental. It was just a brilliant moment. And I don't know if the video of a court, those videos got it, but there were chants of ICW. Nice, nice. ICW, W, U, and like, there was just, even after the show ended, it was just outside of walkabouts, just demo chanting, basically drew the entire, basically for another like 20 minutes, pretty much. See, he, and then a, Drew had put up a video of one of these pub celebrations and he said it's like you only see those things when it's a World Cup final and he's right and you're saying that people are dancing about the streets afterwards it is kind of like a win, a win for a nation yeah. it is a win it's it's just it's a great moment and like it's getting to hear like even my dad who is not even a wrestling is not he's not as big as a wrestling fan as he used to be like he used to watch like you know the old British wrestling even he, like, you know, brought up Drew winning. He said he was surprised to see it, though. He did bring up that he was, that Drew's a bit of a blue nose. <laughs> <laughs> and before we say anything, my dad's not a Celtic fan. He's an Air United fan. He's just saying, shame. He's a, he just, he right. thinks Drew should be an Air fan, but instead. That's Drew McIntyre's only, only fault is that he's a blue nose. Yep. <laughs> So yeah. in WrestleMania 40, it's going to be Joe Coffey versus Drew McIntyre in an old firm uh, main event. Fuck okay. yeah. And it'll be 6-2. Oh, okay. the, the, the Tim versus the Hun. Right. <laughs> it's going to split Glasgow in half. There was a a video that went out of Drew Galloway's last appearance for Walk Culture Pro Wrestling and he said, I want to thank you all and I'm doing this all for you. And it, I guarantee that one day I will be the world champion, world heavyweight champion. And it was quite prophetic, not yet, so to speak, but it's looking good so far. And I'm well aware that Drew, like, decapitating Brock out of the rumble, all that stuff did wonders for him. I think even if Drew hadn't won the rumble overall, it might have probably set up a match with Lesnar anyway. But... I think I'm in the minority, like big time minority with this one because I just was not a fan of the match and it took away from Drew's, Drew's win for me, the enjoyment of that. You need to remember, we've had like over five years now of Brock laying waste to who we were led to believe in lead up to their matches, credible, viable opponents to beat Brock and the majority of them, the majority of them ended up looking stupid in defeat rather than like strong in defeat, you know, Ricky, we talk about people looking strong in defeat. Well, a lot of these people who've had the big build never did look that afterwards. And time and again, I was, I've was i been left over the last few years disappointed because it seemed to have no end. When it did end with Seth at SummerSlam, he just moved brands to make Kofi look stupid and start it up all over again. I think that act, we've said it before on this show, 
many times, well I've said it, I know Ricky's coming round to it a wee bit, but for me it's boring, played out and stale, and that that whole character arc, that model that Lesnar has had for the last five years, it was condensed and retold for a huge portion of that rumble, and it just brought back all those bad memories, all that sour taste in the mouth, for normally like competent level-headed wrestlers to look like dumb fucks, <laughs> it's like I thought it was such a waste. Complete overkill, and yeah, Drew looked great. But Josh Smith was saying, Josh from Kiss was saying in the group chat, there's <clears throat> every chance <clears throat> Drew's just the latest in a long line of people to be fed to the wolf. Because uh, Lesnar's lost a couple recently, I can't see him losing any more soon. Seth is literally, as far as I'm aware, correct me if I'm wrong, but Seth is literally the only full timer who's beat Brock clean over the last five years. Can you really see Drew being number two? No disrespect to him at all. It's fantastic. We've got another Scott getting the limelight in WWE. And we also talked last week, Ricky, about Rumble winners winning at Mania not actually having that much of a good ratio. I'll hold my hands up. If it does end up being the case, I'll I'll wear my kilt and I'll fling bags of haggis all over the place in celebration. But until then, I'm very sceptical. <clears throat> very sceptical of all this having a happy ending when all is said and done. And because of all that overkill and the bad memories, I just did not enjoy that rumble at all. Ricky? Are you still with us, Ricky? Um, um, So there was nothing else that you enjoyed about the rumble or any other positive... Um, a couple of things, one or two of them being, as Murray had said there, when Brock destroyed Elias. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let, I'll let, I'll, like, I know you, you want me to talk about the Brock thing, but I'll let you, I'll let you give all your points about the Rumble, and then I'll run through all my stuff as well. Because I'm sure some of things are going to kind of be the same, but there's definitely one thing we're going to disagree on, I know that anyway. Well, when I was talking then about people looking like idiots... You've got Keith Lee and Braun Strowman out there. And Keith Lee did get some punches in. And so did Braun Strowman. And you think, right, good stuff. These two idiots decided to go against each other instead of towards a common enemy who's ran roughshod over the rest of the card so far. All the other entrants. Put put two brain cells together and think, right, let's work together and get rid of them. Then we'll fight. But no, they ended up having a skirmish. And then just get flapped over the top rope with these like they looked fucking ridiculous and I thought what it's just a complete waste of all these people. Um the age thing I think it's better if we talk about that separately as well. But no nope, not really I can't really think of anything apart from Drew winning and Drew taking Brock out that I enjoyed. Just another Another Royal Rumble match for the half of it and the other half was just Brock Lesnar's career rolled into half an hour. What fun was that for me? Give me what I want. <laughs> That's it. I've not got much else to say about the Rumble. I think... <clears throat> um, I think there was like four like major things in my opinion it took place to rumble it was first and foremost Brock's dominance um, Drew eliminating Brock 
I'd say five. Five. Obviously, Edge, we're going to talk, touch about. And Murray touched on Seth Rollins coming down, his entrance and that little interaction he had with Roman. I thought when Seth came down and the camera panned to him, you just saw him spraying the water out of his mouth. I was like, this guy, why the fuck was he wasted as a babyface for these last few years? Because he is just... He is everything I think you want and like I just have chicken shit bastard of a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, cocky and arrogant, I think. Just that visual image of him spraying the water, looking, smiling, being cocky, and the guy stood behind him and everything he'd done, I thought was... I thought it was great. Um, the interaction he had with Roman, well, he was like reminiscent of the old shield except now people are he was he's he's the one being hunted um he was surrounded and i liked how he turned to roman i wanted to do the fist bump do you know what i what i really wanted for roman to say and i don't think it was ever going to happen but it was just like when it was when i was watching it, i was like oh please say it please say it i just wanted him to say something like you're the reason he's not here and then attack him <laughs> <laughs> obviously referring to Ambrose. I don't know why I wanted that to happen. I just felt I would have loved to have some sort of reference there and like like as, as Ambrose kinda alluded to, like I was out for so long and now I need to come back and the first thing I do is and it help you out and then I lose my best my, my work wife as he would say and I'm involved in something that doesn't really involve I, I shouldn't have been involved in. I would have loved to see Roman say something along those lines. Um and finally, obviously, Drew winning. Um, I think I think you just need to go through and look at all the Scottish wrestlers from over here, like um, like some Nicky Cross and um, um, Jester as well, Grado, um, every single person involved in Scottish wrestling, whether it be for ICW or anywhere else, how much how happy everyone was for Drew and how happy and how much it meant to them just for, for Scottish wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about it, I can't remember, it was last week, the week before, we said people can say what they want about British wrestling, but Scottish wrestling as a whole is, is ab- absolutely at its absolute peak at this moment in time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just see how much it meant to everyone. And like as Murray says, it's kind of like a 10-year... Uh, journey, like you said, from the chosen one to to returning to the Indies to go to NXT to now this. And I remember watching a video of him returning to ICW when he first got released. Like, place fucking erupted. Like people couldn't believe what the hell was going on. Um, so he's absolutely loved over here. Uh, it was great to see because you guys were known. We don't exactly excel at sports over here. I don't mean like, you know, just as like. Like our national football team is shit. Uh, we don't cricket. Nope. Um The only thing I could say that rugby was shit. Um, cycling. Because you got Chris Hoy. I thought um, we were quite good at the rugby. No. Not in comparison to some of the other superpowers. Well, fair enough. Um, so, yeah. So it was good to see. Um, but Edge, we'll touch on. Right. Okay. We'll touch on once we get done with Royal Rumble because this is the part we're really going to disagree on. I kind of... I know where Murray's coming from when he says it should have happened in the first one to ten picks. 
I can get on board with that, but only if it was maybe two or three eliminations less. I think everything that let that Brock was doing, every single person wasn't a sacrificial lamb for Brock. They were a sacrificial lamb for Drew. Because that moment of Drew hitting the Claymore and eliminating Brock, the fucking place erupted. Because I think, slowly but surely, people have gotten behind Drew as a babyface. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping they don't turn on him. But slowly but surely they're getting behind him. And I think that moment, people were like, this isn't your bog standard babyface. This is a guy who's a fucking monster, is a machine, (laughs) and will, will literally rip your head apart and then cut a baby face type promo um, I still think so one of the best single person, so every single person like I say was fed for Drew because that moment of Drew eliminating Brock it wouldn't have felt the same if it took place five, six, seven eliminations before like I say, it borderline it could have gone on slightly too long for some people's taste, but for me, I thought that was booked up to that point to absolute perfection. Drew gets in the ring, and even even when Brock was selling, when Keith Lee especially was coming down, but when Drew came down, it was serious, and Brock walked up to the odds of ropes, and Drew goes, I'm ready for you, you son of a bitch. Um, bring whatever you've got, Brock, I'm ready for it. Brock takes the gloves off, um, and that's when you know he kind of mean business because now he's exploded. You know it's uh, bare fist. Um, so for me, I thought it was booked to perfection, and I think if you break down, other than maybe a couple of people, who did Brock really eliminate that you can say, oh, man, fuck, they could have went or they're a bona fide threat. Like, like, really, who? Other than Kofi, and I agree with the John Morrison thing because he's just come back, and you kind of want to protect him in a little, a, a little bit. You don't want him to look that weak. But other than Kofi, who, who was there that you can say, oh, they were kind of not so much hard done by, but they were like. Oh man, they could have won. Oh no, that's their career derailed. Or their momentum. I mean, I guess this is probably just because of a new Japan bot, but I think Shinsuke, in a way, because he's your. He's the, if anyone even remembers, he's the IC champion. Uh, he's. Like. He I, also think, I also think his booking's been so up and down over the years that if you still think he's a credible threat, then I think you're thinking too much from your NXT New Japan days. I think, I understand what you're saying with Nakamura, but, I mean, see, at the end of the day, people had to be sacrificed for Drew in that moment, and that moment was fucking huge. It was. This isn't, this isn't a story of what Brock was doing. This isn't a story of, of you, as Clive you say, that we basically witnessed Brock's last, like, 10 years or whatever it is. Um, in this 20 minute match it wasn't that that's not what we witnessed what we witnessed was like 
it's like a crescendo, like the building up of a track before the beat finally drops. The soon as the beat drops, that was Drew eliminating Brock. It was building up for that moment, and that moment was all about Drew and nobody else. Yeah, there is a lot of truth in what you're saying, but it doesn't, from the quality of the Rumble match in itself, it doesn't take away from the fact for me that half of it was a shit show to the point where I started pressing the skip button, thinking, right, okay, let's just keep going until later on, because I just skipped I mean, it and thought, what's the fucking point? I'm, I'm one of the, like, give me, show me where a battle royal is, and I'm going and I'm watching. Can't wait for Sunday's Battle Royal at ICW. Um, show me a Battle Royal and I'm going to sit and watch it. But that, as I, you know, Royal Rumble is my favourite show of the year. Like, it's not even close. But I also know, like, three quarters of a Royal Rumble is basically guys trying to pretend they're throwing each other over the ring or, or sit, standing in corners. I get it. A Royal Rumble is built up throughout it, in my mind. It's made up of moments. And this rumble for me had like, I think it had like a dozen moments. You were like, "Wow!" I think we'll just need to agree to disagree in this one because I was bored stiff very quickly. And once Drew had done the elimination, it was just back to the usual hugging each other in the corners. But that's where that's where you can't get rid of your your not so much disdain, but certainly your displeasure or not liking Royal Rumbles comes into it though it's just so many people are made to look like donkeys uh, I, I mean see 99% of the time of the wrestling that fucking happens not like, as much as in a rumble though I mean Biggie was fucking standing there waiting for Brock to clothesline him over right again but that ties in with people diving through the ropes and they look like idiots that's people diving from the top or, or a, a fucking two minute choreographed opening to a match like Half the shit that takes place in a wrestling ring is fucking stupid. Like, for fuck's sake, you get whipped into the ropes and then you somehow keep running over. You know, it's like, mate, like, just stop. Stop running. Like, so a lot of the things that happen in a wrestling match... That's fair. It is bullshit. It's just the bullshit is more noticeable because nothing's really happening at times. I just wasn't a fan of it. And I feel bad... Because I can't enjoy enjoy Drew's moment as much, but that's that's how it is. Another thing that I didn't like, since we're talking about it or skirting the issue, is a certain return of Mister Edge Adam Copeland. Are you all right if I take the lead with this one? Go ahead. Oh, I was all I was all over the place with this one, to be honest with you, and. I maintain, and I've still maintained since that SummerSlam stuff with Elias that his well-being concerns me. Edge is one of my very like tippy-toppy favourites, and I've got a lot of love for a lot of love and respect for the man. I've got his book, loved his podcast, loved his network show, love, love, love his career. I'm, a, I'm an Adam Copeland fan, fan as much as an Edge fan, if that makes any sense. So I want him to be happy in his life. So who am I? Who am I to begrudge that happiness? When when he was close to tears on the ramp, I was close to tears as well. But be, because of the reasons I've just said, I can't sit back. I can't sit back and watch him wrestle today and be comfortable with it. The first time 
the first time I was able to bring myself to watch that retirement promo was just literally a few months ago, and it was hard viewing then. I, I just think Edge is too too close to home, and I care for him too much as a person to see him risk potentially risk his health like that again. Okay, he says he's fit again. He defied the odds, defied the doctors. But I think what people seem to be forgetting or taking into account is that wrestling is a lot faster than it was nine, ten years ago. Head and neck bumps are like every other move now. And the move at the moment is Canadian Destroyers. There's only a, a select few who I would say, who I would and maybe even Edge himself would trust to be in the ring with. Orton is the first one. And that seems to be a programme running forward now. Orton's known for being very safe and very careful. John Cena's another one who I would imagine Edge would be trusting of. But then you're going down that road of just relying on old-timers to fill out the product. And I've said that, you know, I'm like with this. It's one of the biggest things that disappoints me about WWE, just that stubbornness about reverting back to the past time and time again. So, twofold. Seeing someone who I care about risk his injury, risk his body again and just to use the part-timers and I know it's Edge but he's facing Orton and I can watch that in the Rumble just now if I wanted to I sorry, I could watch that in the network already if I wanted to it's just so that over, you had it sort of split up into segments the whole Brock squash run then the whole the rest a majority of it was taken up with Edge stuff so there wasn't really a lot of stuff for me to enjoy throughout that Rumble your thoughts, Ricky? Um, so, as I said at the start of the show, with the Kobe Bryant news, like I was really, really subdued. Um, so I had to re-watch it. And I say to money, I did pop, but nowhere near as much as I thought I normally would. It was great to see him back. Like, he legit, as you saw him walking down the ramp, and he kept looking around. It was like, you can tell the occasion was getting to him. That he was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening again. Like the entrance was brilliant because the the camera kept panning to the the dugout and you couldn't see him because he was sprinting about the place and it was just covered yep. in smoke. Um, two things, but I'll say to you, Clive, is just don't watch him then. Right, <laughs> you know, like, well, that's fine. But for me, look, look, I think to put your mind at ease. He would have been, like, he's not going to get just a basic test done. And be like, oh, okay, right, that's fine. You can take a, a single wee bump. You're good to go. Like, he would have, they would have put him through the mill. And so in that sense, you'd imagine he's going, he would have been tested non-stop to see how it is. Again, anything can happen. You know what? If you want to go out there and risk your life, despite having it, a wife and a young kid, etc., and you still want to go do that. I feel like I know we always talk about guys knowing when to let it go, etc., and we always assume Taker would be the first one, but like, no, I'm done here, I need to go. When you when you watched Edge do some of the stuff away from me, so you always felt like, well, this guy looks quite content in retirement now. Yes. But he's come back. I always still felt Edge spoke in a sensible way, so I feel like it's not a rushed decision. So in that sense, it brings you a little bit more comfort. But see, at the end of the day, if you want to do that, if you want to risk your life, okay, doc, I'll sit and watch. <laughs> like, it sounds cold, but 
I suppose he would have been tested, and I get. I know they're going to use him. It says they're going to use him like sparingly, in like special events and special now and then. That I get it. And like I said, I'd imagine he has been tested up like non-stop. But I was happy to see him. Um, I'm happy that he's happy. Yeah, I, I and I think his. You think you know me? Like after, as soon as it hits, like everybody loves it. I think it was one of the best entrance songs. Um, there is. Is it Alter Bridge, I think? Is it Alter Bridge? Aye. Yeah. Like, I, I was happy to see him back. I, I, like, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked really good, if I'm honest. Um, looked in real good shape as well. Um, some nice little moments with him as well. With, with the rated RKO and stuff like that. Uh, and then him eliminating Orton. And like he says, we're now going to get Orton. And I think... Is it Caleb? I think I was talking. It was Caleb this morning, and Caleb was like, "If Orton's motivated, this match is going to be great." And I think Orton would be motivated because it's age and the history they've got and all that. I think it's going to be a really good match. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him to come back, but I, I understand the risk. The same risk it was with, when it was with Daniel Bryan. You can just never ever be sure, and if something does go wrong, it's going to look so so bad for them. Yeah. <clears throat> See. Edge is just the, the one for me. You saw Kurt Angle ruin his, dis, destroy his neck year over year, so you got used to it by the time it came to WWE. <clears throat> but Edge is just, like, too special a case for me. Daniel Bryan can smash his head off a wall for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be the same if Bret Hart ever came back. Aye, he was a mess when he came back. Like, if he takes, like, a full on bump and stuff like that, I would, you know, I'd break down. That's the goat right there. <laughs> Mags and Bags doesn't think so. No, uh, no, he fucking certainly doesn't. <laughs> fucking damn. Mags and Bags, I've got, I've got um, more bones to pick with you than a cannibal at a carcass party. <laughs> That's fine, I'll just, I'll block Paul again. In fact, this time I'll, be, I'll block Mag. In fact, do you know what I'm going to do it right now? <laughs> You're going to block Paul Tolly? No, um, Dan. That's horrendous. Why? He hates Bret Hart. I know, but he likes you more than me. No, I don't think he does. <laughs> well, let's ask him. Is <laughs> he going to do a run-in? <laughs> no. <laughs> Murray, Murray, what are your thoughts on uh, the return of the rated R superstar? Edge, he was, okay, Edge was never really one of my favourites, but I always enjoyed them. Like, again, he was... When did you start watching WWE? I started watching in early 07, so I... Right, right. So at that <clears throat> time, he was tag champ of Orton. So seeing him and Orton come back as rated RKO, that hit... That was nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. For me. And, you know, I always did enjoy Edge as a heel. Heel, he was part of another big moment for me, seeing Jeff Hardy win his first world title. Like, Edge, is, he's always been someone that I've always had respect for. Mm-hmm. And his retirement... Unfortunately, it came about during a time I was no longer into wrestling. 
wrestling. I heard about the retirement, and, you know, I was, of course, disappointed to hear that. But I... It was... Like... The thought of him coming back to me, I just never thought I'd see it. Mm. Like, I did not think he would come back. And, like, even... Like... With the Elias being at SummerSlam, I thought that's that was a cool spot, but I feel like I feel like it was gonna be similar to what's happening in New Japan with Shibata, where oh yeah, he's taking a bump, but he isn't getting cleared. Cleared. Uh-huh. Cleared. But and even when it was coming up to Rumble and people were rooming, I still didn't think he was gonna he wasn't coming back. I just thought that's it, that it would be almost too good to be real, <laughs> <laughs> too good to be real, and then it, it, it fucking happens, and I'm like, I, I'm nearly actually just kind of get emotional seeing Edge come come out, and you know he's, he's getting emotional. It's just brilliant. I I want like watching the YouTube replays. I got a bit annoyed with the insane amount of camera cuts in that i think there was all like 13 camera cuts about 20 seconds it felt mm-hmm. well they must have fucking fussed for you it got that as well I, like i saw it on youtube and i was like oh, how the fuck do you miss that like fuck's sake kevin dunn anyhow apparently he wasn't there i heard a rumor that he wasn't even there that night still fuck him <laughs> <laughs> fuck him and fuck it, I, I do actually love how it's Dolph, he first speared since he, he, Dolph was one of the last few people he feuded with. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, it, they couldn't bring in Del Vio because he's, he's he, Del Vio. He's a piece of shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, there is a piece of shit. woman. A shame he's in our favourite stable League of Nations. <laughs> he was the, the bad apple oh. in the League of Nations. Yeah. Uh, he just wasn't needed at all. He nearly snapped AJ Styles' neck on a random episode of Snackdown, uh, SmackDown one time. Do you remember the yeah, when he came back, he, he did the reverse superplex off the top rope? Well, he did it to yes. AJ Styles, and AJ Styles was not all the way over before his head smashed onto the, the canvas. That was. It's funny because a lot of wrestlers always spoke about Del Rio and how he was like one of the safest workers in the ring. AJ Styles was inches away from death at that moment. I remember it vividly. It was horrific. AJ Styles also got hurt on the spear. Oh, well, he did, he did sell it like a monster, so... And then, I think, because what people are saying, did, like, like Carl Anderson legit look shocked? Like, why the fuck is he out of the ring? So there was, like, rumours going about saying that AJ told, it was at Edge, like, you need to get me out, like, I'm legit hurt. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So I don't even remember this Delvio Styles thing, but but yeah, um, Edge coming back. It's a I'm happy for him. For them, I think it's obviously it's the best decision to have him essentially on the Brock schedule. It Brock schedule because I do at forty. What what is he? Forty five, forty six. Yeah. I don't see him full full time. No. He, he, that's 
that's not going to end well. So I think it's the right choice for him to be on the box schedule. Schedule, and you know he'll do. He'll probably do Mania. He'll probably do SummerSlam. He'll probably do Rumble again. He'll probably do the Saudi Blood Money. Blood <laughs> Money, and at the end of the day, I'll I'll pop for seeing him. I'll like I'll always enjoy him, and I think. As I'm a bit conflicted on Orton Edge. It makes sense. Orton's, I mean, can you get anyone, in my view, safer than Orton? Like, I don't think there's anyone else on that roster. Like, apart from maybe, I don't know, Triple H, but I don't want to see Triple H. <laughs> like, was Orton my first choice? No, my first choice was actually Seth because of the history they had with, you know, Seth wanting to, curb stomp edges yes. neck and kill him but Seth yep. is it's been a while but he's known for not being very it's not exactly his fault but he's had a few big injuries on his record with yeah, uh, Finn Balor and Sting and, and it's just convenient that's possible. just don't hit that move and he's fine like I guess the issue is that well I don't know how safe I would feel watching Edge take a curb stomp. I don't think I could enjoy seeing that, but the curb stomp's dead, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, it makes all the sense in the world to go with Orton. I guess, I don't know if they... Do you think Orton was the plan all along, or do you think the plan was Edge styles of how their interaction was? It was probably going to be the OC versus rated RKO. Yeah, that was that looked to be the plan. Because then. there was a magic killer given to Edge, a a, a move with a torque as well as an egg bump. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <sighs> it was just I couldn't enjoy it, guys. I really didn't like that rumble at all. I think it's a it's a rumble of two halves. The first half is shite. Is sh- shite, but in my view, basically Drew needs to win that fucking title. Otherwise, that point, that whole half of the rumble was for fucking nothing. Uh, that that is my issue because history tells us that Brock wins more often than not in these big moments. So, unless Drew walks away as a champ, then this was for nothing. It was for nothing. The second half of the Rumble, I've heard a lot of people saying the second half of the Rumble was, is like probably one of the better help to make this Rumble, you know, one of the better Rumbles. I think, I don't think it was one of the best. No, definitely not. The second half was good, but I think overall it was just a decent Rumble. I don't think decent rumble. I don't even remember when the last good rumble was. I think was it not? Was it not the one Shinsuke won? Or I, I liked uh, twenty sixteen with AJ Styles and uh, Dean Ambrose, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. I thought that was a sensational rumble. Like uh, my, I even with Triple H winning, I enjoyed that. 
Yeah. I think at that moment in time it was just like, like who was the final two? Uh, was it Ambrose and Triple H? Yeah. yeah. And then we got that belter like, roadblock. People, people were like, oh my fucking God, are they actually going to do it? Are they actually going to like put, uh, let Ambrose win it? But nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nobody, nobody. Right, guys, it's 50 <laughs> Let's on. Move on man. I know, it's 50 minutes. 50 minutes talking about a shite rumble match. So, shall we move on? I don't know, I see me trying to through this card quicker. Lacey Bailey, fuck. Dreadful. I, like, really, I can't remember a single thing about that match. It was awful. It was. <sighs> Yeah, let's move on from it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was buying fucking rounds at that point, not watching it. I couldn't give two shites. Yeah, I watched it and I text Clive the next day saying I'm going to have to rewatch it because I was kind of I was tired at this point. I rewatched it today, and my first thought was, why the fuck did I rewatch this match? Yeah, my reply to him saying you need, I'll need to rewatch it is you don't need to. It's shit. It, it, it it's apparent. I'm looking at Wikipedia. That was the shortest match in the card, and that's including both pre-show matches. It's but just, it fucking felt like it was double that time. It, was, it went 9 minutes 20. It felt like double. I can't remember a thing about it. Like, quick, Bailey just, won. <laughs> yep, yeah. It kind of out of nowhere. And I don't mind that so much. But for me, Lacey's going to be good, I think. But man, she's getting far too many title shots at this point in her career. She's only had like three or something. I mean three but she's been on the main roster for like just over a year but she's been like she feuded heavily with Becky Lynch like when she came straight up mm-hmm. and now when she moved over to Smackdown slowly she's then she had stuff with Sasha and Bailey. like she's been in several high profile feuds at a very early stage in her career that I don't think she's ready for this moment in time uh, I don't I don't think she's not ready I think she can be a lot better and I think she will get better. I just feel like, you know, don't rush it. In my my view, Lacey should have stayed in NXT. Yep. Got called up way too soon. She was doing well in NXT, actually. She had a good series with Kyrie Sane. Um, Actually, decent back and forth matches on the pre shows for the takeovers. So you're probably right there. That and the SmackDown women's roster is dreadful. Shocking. Like, the only good thing about it... Look, I know Sasha, I think, was injured. And then you got Nikki Cross and then Alexa Bliss. And then, like, you don't have a lot of option, good options to challenge Bailey. And I I think Bailey's heel turn has been disappointing for me. Like, it's just... I know you're supposed to not like heels, but there's something very vapid about all this Bailey stuff just now. Yeah. So it's just a bit. Mm, this is a shite. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, shall we move to the other women's title match? Yes. Yes. The Queen. No, I, I, I thought we were talking. I was referring oh. to Becky Asker. Yes, that's what I thought. I was, yeah, Becky Asker. So right on you go. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that match, I, again, this is, like, at the time of watching it live, I was, like, I, in between the Women's Rumble and the 
men's rumble i was pretty much half half asleep <laughs> i won't lie like apart from pop? like the apart from like brian wyatt wyatt like i don't remember much about this match so <laughs> i'll take it to ricky to say his thoughts um I like the ending with the green mist going up in the air and stuff. Um, there was like some. It was quite. It was really hard hitting. I felt as well. Uh, I thought. It, I just thought it was a really, really good match. Um, I probably preferred last year's. Same here. Um, yeah, but it was still like you know this was still a real. A real, real, real good match. Um, no complaints with Becky winning at all. Um, yeah, just a, a real enjoyable match. Um, I would have... I would have liked it... Um, damn, I forgot my thought process. No, mine's gone blank. Yeah, well, I've not got much to say about this match other than I thought last year's was better. I did enjoy the story about Becky trying to get this offer back once and for all and her evolving as a, a smart wrestler. Seeing the, the green mist coming and sort of super kicking Asuka in the chest or the tummy or whatever it was. And it was, it was a good visual seeing the green mist go up in the air. So Becky's got that win now. I, I, I did enjoy that storytelling aspect of it couple of spots in the match which were good it was a hell of a lot better than the Smackdown match anyway yeah here's the thing then this is where I was getting lost a little bit you know so much that I didn't like it what I didn't like though was the fact that this whole we're acting like like the Asuka loss was hanging over Becky this entire this last year it's like no she would already fucking achieve something unbelievable she went in and win the Women's Royal Rumble and the Asuka loss was forgotten about like the next day so that I never really understood when he keeps saying, "Oh, she's she's about to get a payback or it's retribution, or she's about to close the book, close the chapter on this book." And it's like, wait, like, are we acting like like this affected her at all? Because for me, it never did. Because well, she came a... out even hotter than the Royal Rumble, despite losing, despite losing the title. I think it was less, you know, more like you know, a big deal, more just a burden. Aye, that was her, See, that I was know, her I still problem. Never got I still never got that sense at all because of what she went on to achieve later on that night. I think it was basically Becky's, like, she'd beaten everyone else as far as I'm aware on the roster. All she had left was Asuka, who she wasn't able to beat yet. She was like, I want this notch on my belt. Uh. So it was Becky that was telling us, like, because they had the two TLC matches. Um. The Rumble match may have been a couple of Raw matches as well, I'm not too sure, but I think it was just as simple as Becky wanted to add Asuka to her bedpost, which sounds very kinky, actually, when you take that out of context, but you know what I mean. Um, And then she's coming on with a jacket, I saw on Twitter, with a goat in the back, and I thought, oh, fuck, here we go again. She's going to start doing her shite again, isn't she? Right. right. What about the women's rumble, uh, Murray? What were your thoughts on this one? Uh, it was. It, I, I thought it was a decent rumble overall. Like, 
there was nothing like okay there's probably two two entrants that have definitely caused a bit of controversy about whether they should have been in it but and of course the winner but like I guess we're going to get to the point I understand why people are sick and tired of Charlotte I completely understand she's been overused but it was only a matter of time before she won a Bumble like Bumble. it was it was gonna happen happen I understand why everyone wanted Shayna to win I was personally thinking Sasha but she got she apparently was not cleared so that never happened but it's I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Charlotte because if I know there's I've heard the rumors that them I've heard the rumors I don't know if you guys have about yes the room, yeah it's been Charlotte Via but I I'm worried they're going to do Charlotte Becky 589 for them uh, it's <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind it as much. I'm happy that Charlotte won, I'd, although it was at the expense of Shayna. I was quite disappointed to see that she lost out. Um, Shayna did look good in the Rumble. Bianca Belair looked fantastic in the Rumble. Uh, Naomi was good fun as well. But with Charlotte, it was just... I was, I'm was. i fine with Charlotte winning. As you said, she's not. I wouldn't say she's due a Rumble win, but it was going to happen sooner or later. What that means going forwards is up for debate and I'm not sure I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with it being against Rhea for the women's title of well just the NXT title now I'm not sure I'm happy with that I kind of equate that to when the part timers come and challenge for big titles on the main roster if that makes sense Charlotte's very very well established and I personally don't think the NXT women's division needs any bolstering at all that women's roster is stacked. It's the best they, roster. It's the best um, women's division in the whole company. Honestly, honestly, I'd say it's overstacked in a way. So why why bring Charlotte into the equation? Well, I mean, because no one wants. Yes, it's a rumor, but think about it. No one wants Charlotte Becky. I don't think, and no one wants Charlotte Bailey. So, so what other choice do you really have? Mm. Charlotte versus Tessa Blanchard for the TNA Division <laughs> Championship. Oh, God damn it. It's a weird one because I'm happy with the outcome. I thought it was a, a fine rumble. Uh, Santino Morella's inclusion. <laughs> the inclusion of people who've been in NXT for five minutes, their, co- their cups of coffee haven't even cooled down yet and they're in the rumble over and above others, I don't know if I mean look at the Iconics, where have they been for such a long time, are they injured um, Sasha may be injured as well so there's a few injuries that probably meant they had to rely on some NXT UK people, uh, sorry NXT but no NXT UK people as far as I'm aware well, uh, Tony. Tony Stark, does she count? Does she not? Who knows? Wikipedia has it down as NXT UK, so... Tony Storms doesn't count anywhere in my books. <laughs> I was hoping for 
Kylie Wee. Yep. I thought Viper would have been perfect in a rumble. That, I, I, her as well. I felt that would have been a great moment. I've also seen some people, I don't know what your thoughts were on, you know, the Kelly Kelly appearance. I didn't really oh. care that much. It was it, it was there. I know there's outrage about the Santino stuff, especially considering what he's <laughs> said in the past. And like, it was a I won't lie, it was a... I kind of did pop when when he came out, but like as soon as then I just be like, wait, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, I just I got off basically. Yeah, and I'm gonna give credit to another person who had a brilliant rumble performance here, Beth Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, yep. Yep. Especially with the blood in the back of the oh, head. Oh mm-hmm. God. I, I didn't even know what it came from. Originally, I thought I saw there was blood on Charlotte, and I thought it was like a busted nose. And then I saw what the back of Beth's head. And I was like, "Oh wait!" Thanks and I honestly, with every passing minute, I thought like eventually her whole hair was just to be covered in red. Yeah, she bashed her head off at one of the corners. I think it was just one of those <laughs> innocuous yeah. head knocks. What is what? Had, blondes just seem to bleed well. That that just seems to be maybe there's um, some sort of haemophilia gene going on in there yeah and then I think the only other big yeah Bianca she had a she had an incredible performance performance I I know she has a shot against Rhea Ripley but I'd say she's why not call her up and put her in the Smackdown roster a roster that badly needs it I'm just trying to think who else is on the SmackDown women's roster. Right, so well, Naomi's back, so that's a good thing. She's yeah, a very, Naomi, very Lacey, Carmella, Sasha, Bailey. I think it's okay, a I, decent I, roster. Just, it's just again the problem is how they present them. That's the problem a lot I've, of the times. I've just quickly counted this. There were more NXT female wrestlers than there were SmackDown. Well, so, that's a you problem. know, yeah. So apparently, the oldest man and woman that were in there: Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Dana Brooke, Tamina. Apparently, counts as SmackDown, and Carmella. I like Sonia though. I I do like Sonia. And as well. I, I and love the Otis Dozovic save for Mandy oh. Rose. That was great. Did you see that bit, Ricky? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I lo- oh, so, for me, again, I think this women's rumble match gets broken down again into about four, four moments. Bianca Belair being utterly fucking dominant was surprising, but great to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Charlotte obviously winning. Shayna coming down Shayna coming down and with a towel and then takes out the fucking gum shield puts it in you're like and then goes straight after Charlotte and I was like that was fucking brilliant such a fucking badass I said last week Sasha to win but obviously Sasha well let to believe was hurt um, but I also did say Clive remember if Shayna's in the rumble Shayna must win Shayna was in the rumble I'm one of Charlotte's biggest fans but Shayna was in the rumble 
Shayna should have won the Rumble, in my opinion. Then. Yeah. Now, just because she was in the Rumble there doesn't necessarily mean she's coming up to the quote-unquote main roster. She could always just stay in NXT, who knows? But I don't think there's I anything. I assume there isn't, but I'm assuming she must be coming up now. Um, and the other thing was, I fucking... That Santina shit, that, I was on the verge of just turning it off and going straight to bed. That, I thought, was fucking nonsense. <laughs> it was, really, wasn't it? nonsense. Oh, just a waste of a spot for this. Like, fine, I get, like, I'm all for comedy and shit like that, but fuck me, that was bad. And Clive, I know you tweeted out saying, if your fantasy booking doesn't come true, don't blame WWE for something that you've cooked up in your head despite them not telling you this is going to happen or something along those lines. Yeah, in this moment, that's fine, but fuck, you could have put Kaylee Ray there, you could have put Piper Niven there, you could have brought up anyone else from NXT, but... I think he'd have been better off if it was just 29 women. (laughs) Yes, but you've got fucking Santino, it's like, get to fuck... Give me fucking nonsense. Anyone else? And, and, and Charlotte winning, she, like you said, Murray, she's gonna, she was gonna win one at some point. Um, I don't think it was ever going to be um, received well, no matter when she wins it. It's the same with Roman. When Roman eventually wins it again, people are still going to be annoyed. Um, <sighs> it's just the way it is. But. I don't know where you go because I don't want to see um, Charlotte and um, Becky again yeah it's been about it'll be about a year gone but it's still so fresh I don't particularly want to see Charlotte and Bailey either I mean if Sasha wins the title in the meantime from Bailey, I'd sign up for Sasha and Charlotte again maybe but we don't know how long Sasha's out for though if she's exactly, injured exactly and I don't know. Like if that if if that um, card is true, Shayna versus Becky is going to be. Oh, that if that if that if if about five or six of those matches are true on on that card, then WrestleMania is going to be fucking fire. But again, I don't really give it. I don't really pay much attention to it. And. I know, I know this was another person that everyone thought was going to be there, but did either of you think Ronda was going to actually appear? No. Um, I didn't think she would, but I would not have been surprised. Yeah, I, I would say the same. Yeah. And she tweeted out. She I know. Out, um, like, you all thought I was, going to cut, I was going to make an appearance today or something like that, but... There's video of her watching so, Shayna being eliminated. She's in her home. Yeah, I think uh, I saw that recently. I don't know where, but yeah, Sheena's fucking great. Sheena she is. Great. She needs to be taught to main roster. I, I don't know what else she's she got. Uh, she's got nothing else she could possibly do with her in NXT. Exactly. I <laughs> worry for her in the main roster. Sorry to uh, interrupt, but do you know that sliced wrestling, the the parody rumors yes. account? Uh, according to my source, WWE is still planning on having the much-anticipated 
WWE Championship match between Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I'm told we could see Kane attack Drew McIntyre backstage the night of WrestleMania to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, just to circle back to Drew, how fucking good would it be if that match closes WrestleMania and Drew wins? <sighs> I... You think we do, you think we fucking celebrated hard when he won the Rumble? If he does that, yep. I can't wait to see all the fucking the salt tires in the crowd. <laughs> oh, it's going to. You may as well get that guy that does the national anthems for the rugby games or the football yep. games. That I, I expect all. I expect all the Tampa crew to go and buy Scotland flags for WrestleMania. I expect the Tampa <laughs> crew, especially Jeremy Donovan, to change the colours of. Social suplex to a sort of dark blue and white, just just for a just for a week. Yep. And then for them make to, it happen, Jeremy. Yep. Jeremy McDonovan, yeah, make it boss. happen. Jeremy what? Jeremy McDonovan, make it happen. McDonovan, such a Aye. Scottish name. We just gave him. Yep. <laughs> so final match. Well, you've Fiend got, versus Brian Fiend versus Brian and Roman versus Baron Corbin which oh. I quite enjoyed it was alright it was very good visuals as far as having the sort of bird's eye view of the running around the stadium that was quite cool fun opener fun opener it was good it was fun a fun opener. opener hopefully that's I felt like that's a definitive end to the feud now hopefully we're done with that now we'll um, have one more match we'll have one more match and a couple of Smackdowns and that'll be a, it'll be a cage match I guarantee it Oh, and let me guess will there be a title change uh, yes it will be a, the cage title that will change <laughs> um, but yeah I thought it was decent Roman came out to a big pop um, nice to hear decent enough match like I said it kicked off the show um, no real complaints with it glad Roman won um, yeah but fiend Daniel Bryan I enjoyed that Finally, I thought it was kind of. I felt it was well paced. I don't want to say it was slow or anything like that. I felt it was everything was done methodically and done with a purpose and a reason kind of behind it. That um, visual at the end where where Bray kicks out and Brian's like, "Oh, what the fuck do I need to? Else do I need to do?" And kind of try to compose himself, regale himself, and then suddenly Bray stands up behind him, and Brian, without even looking, senses it, and he's like, has a smirk because he knows he's going to start hitting on the belt. I thought that visual of Bray standing up behind him was great, and then getting hit with that belt two or three times straight to the chest and not flinching. I'm like, oh, I said last week he's a killer, and they made him look like it in that moment. Um, happy they got rid of the fucking red lighting because that was just. God awful. Um, I enjoyed the match. I think this also brings an end to this feud. Andrew, you know, like it's two and for Bray. I don't know why you would continue with it. Um, and I think ultimately, I think a lot of people believe it. We're going to get Roman and Bray now at WrestleMania, which you know, I'm happy with that. <sighs> No, I'm not annoyed with Roman being involved in a title picture. I'm just, I'm done with the Bray stuff. Uh, okay, in my opinion, I enjoy, I did enjoy this Universal Title match. Um, I'm not that experienced in watching strap matches, 
So I don't know. I think that helped the match, to be honest with you. And the, <laughs> it did come to the point in the match where I thought Daniel Bryan was going to win. I'm trying to seriously think: has there ever been is something similar to a strap match that was recent that was good? I, like, I'm blanking here. The only one I can think of is was the Russian chain match between Cena and Rusev, and that was the last one. The last, so, the last decent sort of tied together match I can remember is Jericho and JBL, and it was a build up match, uh, 2007, I think. Cena and JBL had one as well, did they not? Did they? Like, because most of the time when it's been something like this, it's like with the fucking corner pad mm-hmm. bollocks. And thank fuck they didn't do that. And that's what that's just, I think that was a Cena one where you had to go and touch all four turnbuckles. Mm hmm. Whatever the fuck that achieves, but you know. Yeah, but like even though the result was obvious, I felt like they they did. It was a good. It was a very good match, and I enjoyed it. And Roman Corbin, I don't have much to say about it. I it was a good good opener. Good opener. It was it was a good opener, and I felt the finish. I felt was a bit. Bit of a weird way to finish it, in my, from my opinion. But then again, it's not exactly something that as always happens. But you know, it was a solid opener. So, from the three of us, mixed opinions. <laughs> We've got a run in again. Mum again. God save us. Ask, no, okay, ask your mum for her opinion on the, the strap match. See what she says. <laughs> She, she doesn't even know who Drew McIntyre is. That's how clueless she is. Tut, tut. Right, so we're running a bit late, ladies and gentlemen. Not Probably not going to talk about Worlds Collide as much as we would have liked, but uh, Ricky, what were your takeaways from the Worlds Collide event the night before? Opening match, Phil. Phil? Phil? Finn Baller. Uh, <laughs> Phil Baller. Phil Baller. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Mitchell versus Ilya Dragunov um, oh, damn. I really liked it I really, really liked it actually um, uh, I d- probably did but it lived up to what I was kind of expecting I suppose um, glad that a lot of people got to see Dragunov um, fuck knows why people were booing him I suppose it's more so because how, over how much people love Finn um, Hugh Finn's great. Um, <clears throat> um, moving on to the cruiserweight match, stunned actually that Devlin won. Absolutely, stunned. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, it, it was a pretty decent match. Um, Travis fucking Banks. Um, Devlin's just phenomenal. Just so damn good. Um, I'm just, as I say to Clive on a Sunday morning or when we were texting each other, I hope that doesn't mean we lose Devlin, but I don't think it does from NXT UK. Um, I think with the Cruiserweight title, with how how Leo Rush didn't even have a long vein, Garza's not had a long vein, I'm seeing it could, this the Cruiserweight title could be sort of like NXT's version of a TV title. It's going to have a couple of, like, not long veins, but, like, you know, sh- like, short veins, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short veins. And I, and I, I be... think he'll defend on both shows as well. 
Yeah, I, I think it, yeah he'll get a defence next T, and I think don't know who he'll lose it to next. I was I, I thought he might lose it back to Gaza, but I, th- I think NXT UK could do with a wee bit of a not a permanent mid card title, but something for a bit of shine because outside of the main event yeah. and the tag team division and the women's division, the, I, I I feel strongly that there should be. Um, a mid card title on brands to give to give the, the the lesser guys something to fight over rather than just personal. Give pride. me Devlin Mark Andrews. Oh my <laughs> word oh shit. Um <clears throat> DIY versus Mustache Mountain. I fucking despise that opening for like five minutes. Yeah. See that sequence with um Tyler Bate and Gargano, I was like, what the fuck is this? It was um, it, ruined, it ruined the whole match for me. I was not interested in the rest of it because they kept peppering in all these posturings and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I but I still really enjoyed the match though. Mm, no. I still really really enjoyed it. It was um, DIY were were on top. Like felt like for long periods of the match, um, and towards the end, to me, it almost looked like Champa's neck was giving them issues but I'm not sure I don't know if he was just selling or not but I actually did enjoy the match I really did um, moving on to the main event I thought the main event was fucking fantastic yep thought it was really really good I think even with uh, Alexander Wolf's injury it actually somehow made the match even better I think that shows how professional they all were to sort of adapt to the, the mm-hmm. man down and still come out with the good old organised chaos that we love here on the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. You know who the, you know who the fucking star of that match was? Roderick Strong. Oh, I fucking love Roddy. But no. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's Eichner. Because <laughs> I, I, I've not watched the match. I've not watched any Blots Glide. I'm just guessing. Clive, who do you think? Eh... Uh, Imperium in general? Just one of the seven competitors. Well, if it's not Roderick Strong, who I thought it was, then either Eichner or Bartel. Yes, Bartel. He's a great guy, I so he is. he was fucking... I thought some of the stuff he was doing was fantastic in the match. You know, I think the match itself, what it says, could have went downhill after the... The what would probably look like was a concussion because he looked legit knocked out Alexander Wolf because the ref stopped his count. Aye, it was all because uh, he knew straight away something wasn't right there. The fish looked worried um, as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, surprised Imperium win. Um, but it was, it was it was it was just a really really good match. Everything about it I felt was excellent. Like even at certain points where when they put Volta through the table, Roddy did fucking Roddy. Oh, he! Oh, I need to see Roderick Strong and Walton one ma- just one mm-hmm. ten minute match, please. That'd be fucking dynamite. And then there's a couple of close falls after, you're like that's it done, surely. And then you know, like kick out sort of last second save. I really enjoyed it for 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 a match that you're not really wholly invested in because it doesn't really have any short term or long term repercussions. You're still like, still was really invested and really really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Overall. Overall, felt it was a really good show. Rhea and Tony was a letdown, considering how many times they wrestled and how well they should know each other. It just seemed like a letdown, and well, I don't know. 
like I don't know if the turnbuckle spot hurt Rhea and kind of knocked her for six a little. Um, it just didn't look that great after it. Um, so that was a bit of a letdown for me. That match. That's what happens when you've put you put Tony Storm in a match, ladies and gents. Well, um, imagine Blackpool last year was excellent, though. Okay. And uh, well, I know I know I didn't watch Scott, but it was. Uh, any thoughts on Kayleigh May, Mia Yim? I've still to see that, to be honest. I've not seen the pre-show yet. Pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, Mia Yim. Um, I like Mia. The, it's, again, ending was like bang, bang, done, out. And what I like, though, is that Kayleigh's done it a couple of times now, like, as your typical heel, I get the win and get my title and get the fuck out of the ring and, and get get out, get up the ramp as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Job done. Get the hell out. Um, good match. Enjoyed it. Well, um, was hoping we'd saw Kayleigh Ray later on the weekend, but we fucking didn't. My takeaway from World Collide, considering how much I enjoy takeovers, both on both sides of the pond, both the products I enjoy. I was quite didn't really enjoy it overall. I thought the main event saved it from being a very lacklustre show. Really disappointed in the opener. I, th- I just felt as if that didn't get out of second gear at all. Um, I don't know what I was expecting maybe something closer to Cesaro versus Dragunov which was, that was 4th, 5th gear stuff, this just I don't know I didn't do much for me the the Cruiserweight title match was good, um, I see that sort of stuff on 205 well I used to see it on 205 um, still a very good match though, a couple of bo- moments in the, the match where the they didn't pull off exactly what they were trying to do, so that sort of takes away the enjoyment of it. But as you say, Jordan Devlin winning was fantastic. Over the moon with that. The tag team title, the tag team match, the posturing at the start just ruined it. it was like Again, this was like the Brock one where, okay, a couple of moments, fine. But they went overkill with it. And it was just, all of a sudden then they started acting as if they despised each other. And I thought this wasn't actually the case literally seconds ago, so... I couldn't get into that match. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm was um, shit. <laughs> and main event was excellent. I thought, really enjoyed the main event, but I was a bit disappointed just considering the work that we've seen from TakeOvers recently. This felt as if it was just a bit of a... It's not as if it's a new... It's not as if it's a new experiment. It's These wrestlers wrestle each other a lot of the time. Maybe there's a chemistry thing because... They haven't wrestled each other that much, but still you'd expect, personally, I would expect more chemistry between them. I was quite gutted about the Vin Balor-Dragunov match. It just, as I say, felt like it was stuck in second gear for most of it, and Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm didn't even get out of first gear, personally. So, as you can tell from my tone tonight, I did not have a very great... um, couple of nights of or a couple of mornings of wrestling watching that might be me might be some um, burnout or anhedonia setting in or something like that I don't know but pretty underwhelmed by it all apart from a Scott going towards Wrestlemania but we'll see what happens with that so ladies and gentlemen if we get anything else you want to add before we move on to the quiz for the night 
I was going to say, do we want to quickly go through the square go, or are we just going to leave that till next week? I don't know. I've, right this second, I'm, I know that some of us are trying to, we've got busy things to do later on tonight, and we've still got the quiz to do, so I'm going to wait and we'll talk about the square go next week, probably. If we do. FYI, your boy's not on next week, folks. That's correct. You're away. I mean, I'm, I'm you're, going to have to come in again. I will. You need to um, pay the paper first and all that stuff. There's eligibility to be wagered and stuff like that, so we'll see, sir. I expect a twenty pound, a crisp twenty pound note to be laid upon my fist on the square goal evening. How about a pint? Yep. Uh, maybe. <laughs> right. We're all going to ICW Square Goal this coming Sunday. Three of us looking forward to it. Where Andy Wild will be the Square Goal winner. For sure. I'll bring my BT gun to you just to annoy you. <laughs> right, it's quiz time, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I'm not on next week. So we'll have Clive, and I'll be back on the week after. Right, quiz time. I'm not. The music. I'm not on next week either, so it's just Murray next week. It's Murray. Oh, no. Right, quiz time, ladies and gents. Let's hit it. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Okay, so this week with the return of Edge, we're going to do a shock returns to the WWE themed quiz this week. Ricky, we know what your buzzer is, but to refresh. Anyone who can't remember, or for new listeners, what's your buzzer? I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Murray, what's your buzzer, sir? I think I still don't have a buzzer, so I'm just going to steal your one. It's true, it's damn true. You thief. That's going to cost <laughs> you two pints now. Right. Question number one. After which pay-per-view did Shane McMahon make his return after seven years in the wilderness? It's true, Sorry, it's damn true. <laughs> after which pay-per-view did Shane McMahon make his return after seven years in the wilderness? But I'm afraid we had a buzz in already. Do I have to say specifically which one, or do I just say WrestleMania? Uh, you have to say which pay-per-view it was, because it's not WrestleMania. <laughs> It's first. Right, after which pay per view did he return? So the floor is open once again. After which pay per view? I... Oh my god, I know where the city was for fuck's sake. I remember everything about it. I remember who spoiled it for me. <laughs> I didn't spoil it. And you you always know where cities are, you American geography mark that you are. I'll give you a clue. I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Ricky. Oh my lord, this is going to be a guess. It's it's the one, what the fuck was the one in between Rumble and... Was it Fastlane? Correct. Fastlane, just down the road from us. That's it. <laughs> Uh, we store the English's fucking aye. whatever anyway. Where we store your nuclear warheads anyway. Yes. 
fuck's sake. A number two. Did you see did did you see my tweet the other day about the coronavirus to the English? Aye. I was I was I was gutting myself when I typed that up. I'm not saying this. Um, right, I'm wait, 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 wait. I'm going. I want to read it out. Sorry, Clive. Right. So let me find it. Um, I'm just looking up for it. So yes, listeners, us Scots, in fact, miles away from Ricky and I, is a a base where they store nuclear warheads for England's wars. Like fucking ten miles down the road from us. Let that sink in. If that ship gets bombed, we are dead. Imagine we were doing a live broadcast once and it happened when we were on air. <laughs> and then it came up with a wee test girl holding the cuddly bear with the blackboard just saying, like, test, this is... Do you know the thing I mean? Yes. Right, here it is here. So I tweeted out, possible cases of the coronavirus up here in Scotland. England reinforced the border cut us off and get away from us I'm purely thinking of your health and not looking to get independence in the slightest sincerely Scotland kiss shout out to Nicola Sturgeon get it done babe good listener to, uh, a, a fervent listener to the show right, we're fucking, we've descended into chaos here number two <laughs> at which pay per view did Seth Rollins return after lengthy knee injury in the same year it's true it's I, damn true Murray Oh, oh no! You can repeat the question, sorry. Oh well, Murray. Uh, well, Ricky had an answer ready, I think. Uh, he buzzed in just just after you, so I have to be fair. Ah uh, no way! Okay, okay, Sean, I'm gonna guess extreme rules. Oh, you lucky man! You lucky man! Because I thought the question was like what. Where do you have his first match? No, just the paper. So I was going to say money in the bank, but right. Number three, which former Straight Edge Society member made their WWE return on the Raw after Mania Thirty Two? I expect their faces. People don't want to be cool. Ricky, um, Gallows. Correct. Two one. Number four. Number four. The Raw after last year's SummerSlam saw the return of which former NXT Women's Champion? I spit in your face if people don't want it to be cool. Ricky? Oh my god. NXT last year, SummerSlam. Page? Incorrect. I don't even know who the fuck it was. I worded it. It's true, it's damn true. Murray? Sasha Banks. Correct. Because it's 2020. <laughs> I worded it in such a way that you would have to think about it. Um, so that is two each. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. What pay per view did women beater Alberto Del Rio return to beat John Cena for the US title? What was the name of it's the pay per view? It's true, it's down true. Money. Hell in a Cell. Oh, correct. Well done. 3 2 to you. Uh, number six. Which pay per view did Austin begin official investigations into who ran him over the year prior? It's true, it's damn true. Murray? Gonna guess Survivor Series. Not correct. Ricky, the floor is yours. Um, 
put you in the mood uh, to put you back in it um, Steve Blackman got stunned that night as did Shane McMahon um, I don't know ooh, ooh. need a guess from you Ricky Uh, I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Ricky? Um, the Royal Rumble? Nope. So you've both got it wrong, so I'm just going to give you the answer. I Wait. It's two is down to. I think I might know. <laughs> Ricky, how do you feel about him uh, sh- soldiering in here? That's fine. Okay. Murray? I'm going to go with a... Backlash. Incorrect. Ricky, you're allowed one more Fuck. guess. I thought you got a fucking scooby. Um, when he started his official investigation. Yes. Like... He wrestled at the next pay-per-view. Against the Usos' dad. He did it for the Rock. He did do it for the Rock. No mercy. Incorrect. The answer is unforgiven. No mercy was the Rikishi match. The backlash. Ah, oh, just like backlash was when he returned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so that's what. So we're still at we're at three two for Murray number seven who did Trish Stratus and Lita team up against at Evolution in 2018 I was spitting the people I was spitting the faces of people who don't want to be cool Ricky um, they took on if memory serves me right uh, you, you just wanted to buzz in first didn't you oh my god thingy uh <laughs> Was it Mickey James and what's her name? I don't want to say this in a bad way, but she was she's got substance abuse from the alcohol. <laughs> she does, she does. What's her fucking name again? <laughs> she was a captain. Yeah. The fucking... I'll give you it because um, yes, Mickey James and Alke Fox. Yes. Is she gone from the company? I'm... I don't know if she's gone, gone, but she's certainly you know dealing with issues. I think she's in the alum the legends section apparently. Right, so fuck's sake. that means nothing. I'm in the legends section for fuck's sake. She's a legend at the bar as well. <laughs> right, so we're at three each. Number eight, staying with Mickey James. At which NXT takeover did she face off against Asuka? It's true. It's damn true. Money. NXT TakeOver Toronto. Well done. 4-3 to Murray. Oh, squeaky bum time here. Number nine. Name the other three tag teams in which the Hardy Boys returned for a... I spit in face if you don't want cool. That was Ricky first. Um, Gallows and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
thingy Big Cass and uh, fucking what's his face uh, Enzo and and Cesaro and Shamu (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Seamus and then I would say Shamu correct you are correct Um, the bar OC and Enzo and Cass well done so we're at four each so the last question which woman who was active in WWE before 2010 has only made in-ring appearances for Royal Rumble performances. That includes the Evolution Battle Royal. Fuck sake, since when? Well, since 2018. No, but, but you know I'm saying? Did you say 2010? She was... She was... Uh, a very active member of the roster, especially in the early part of the te- the twenty two thousands. More so, the early part of two thousands, I'd say. And she's only appeared for WWE since, in Rumble matches and the Battle Royal. See, that's a few people, but I spit in the face of people that want to be cool. Ricky for the win. Michelle McCool. Nope. Well, I, sh- I should have said, well, performances. I did say performances. I meant more than one, basically. I know, but she was, in, she was in the 2019 Royal Rumble. Tw- I, in the Battle Royal 2018, I don't it's even know. It's true, it's damn true. Murray? Is it Kelly Kelly? No, it's definitely not. <laughs> because, <laughs> because she was a 24-7 champ. I spit in your face if you don't be cool. Ricky? Molly Holly? Correct, well done. Oh, I, I nearly panicked about the whole Michelle McCool situation there. Was she in 2018 and 19? No, I don't. She was just 20. I'm sure she was in 2018, no. She was definitely in 2018. Wait, what? Are you sure Molly Holly was in 2019? She was in 2018. I know she was twenty. Yeah, I know she was in twenty eighteen, and then she was at the Evolution. She was in the Evolution one, but I don't think she was in twenty nineteen. She was not. But she was not. You said the wrong answer anyway, so oh. get it round you. <laughs> Kelly, once Kelly. Again, uh, once again, uh, you know how to get beat by the big teams. <laughs> big, big Kelly, Kelly with the the helicopter spin and the stink face. There are worse stink faces to have. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the a sort of short World's Collide review, but a more in-depth Royal Rumble review. Devised, divided opinions across the board. Some sad moments made, some very, very happy moments made. Very big congratulations to Drew McIntyre for us over here in Scotland. Some part of me would like to think that Drew was thinking of Lionheart during the celebrations so there's a nice wee bit of sort of sentiment there but we're finished for this week enjoy the rest of your 
week and we shall speak to you next week. I just said week three times in five seconds. Murray, thanks for coming on. No problem, it's a pleasure being here. And Ricky, thanks for joining me as ever. Absolutely. Like I say, it's not here next week. <laughs> I need a week off. Yep. Three weeks in a row, the schedule doesn't allow I know. <laughs> need to get back on the box schedule. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking a, a well on vacation. Vacation? Fucking not American here. Yep, happy holidays. Yep, I'll be in Paris next week. Disneyland, Paris. Tell Mickey. Hopefully they've contained that coronavirus over there because I don't want that. Well, I've just contracted the Desperados virus tonight, if that means anything. That's a wee beard joke. Uh, Right, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll speak to you next week. Good night. Wait, have you have you done the plugs? Oh shit! Thank you. How <laughs> 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 could forget them, ladies and gentlemen? You have been listening to the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, and where you can find other great podcasts such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Get In The Ring, and All Things Elite. Please give us a, a big five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. Um, you can go to socialsuplex.com to get those podcasts sent directly to your email inbox, along with any columns that we do, by pressing the subscribe button. We have t-shirts over at prowrestlingtees.net Social Suplex, type that in We've also got a donate button If you wish to donate directly to the show Uh, There's a wee link in the show notes for you You can head over to the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group For chat about wrestling in a private area And we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter Murray, would you like to give your deets out for the peeps? Uh, Yep, yep, you can find me on Twitter at Murraybone forty four four, I should be planning on getting a article up about the pre- one of the previews for the upcoming New Japan shows this weekend. Again, then yeah, hopefully that'll be out soon. But, good, good. Yeah, we are definitely away this time. Okay, okay, guys. Yep. Take care, folks. Take care. <laughs> What an awkward ending this is. Right, thank you. See you later. BT Gun to win the squaggo. This guy is he's taking his headphones off and he's not coming on the podcast ever again. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.